Hello, everyone. My name is Sergio Rosario, better known as Conga Dad, and we are here in the first and, and most special episode of two, 2021. Uh, today, we're super happy because we have our sponsor, our main sponsor for Cigars Podcast, somebody that you've, uh, you know, you've seen a lot in our stories and in our pictures, and you heard a lot about this name, but you finally are going to get the whole story behind the guests. Uh, but first, I want to introduce our excellent co-host, Cigarrican. How are you, Bowie? Well, man, I'm super happy to be here with... Uh with our main guest uh finally we get to meet him uh his name is Pierre Rogers and he's the founder of Puro Trader which is our main sponsor how you doing Pierre how you doing man I am doing great man I am so excited to be here um it's been long overdue and can I just say that I love the fact that you guys say Puro Trader correctly Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I just had to say that because everybody else calls it puro trader, right? Right. But, but you guys obviously say it correctly. It's puro, right? We're we're trying to pay homage, right, to to this amazing leaf that we all enjoy. So puros, no, I appreciate that. Puro, puros for everyone. That's that's. <laughs> I think that's a very smart name, an amazing name. It it helps you think about you know the essence of a cigar it help it takes you back to to the puros to cuba to you know the foundation of of the cigar industry and then the trader it talks about business it talks about you know community talks about you know uh, you know when you trade something i remember like how people used to trade cards they used to trade uh you know yeah. toys and everything so it's the essence of business and and i feel like that's such a smart name in english or in spanish like you know everybody gets it so you know amazing thank you um so pierre um uh, started with this and um and the question that um that we always ask is um first with you i want to ask you who you are and how the people how do people see you because when we go to your website pierrogers.com right you do so many things and you're such a young person. So how do people perceive you? And just explain to our audience who you, who you are, what you do, where you're from, and just a little bit about you. Uh, sure. So um, I grew up in a lumber mill town uh, in northern New Hampshire. I uh, grew up uh, not with very much money at all. Uh, never met my dad. Um, grew up in a pretty dysfunctional, uh, substance abuse household. And <clears throat> that is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Um, because it gave me a drive. Uh, it gave me a will, um, that really provided me with a couple of things. It gave me that fire in your belly where you just, you just never satisfy. You always want more and more and more and more. And you just always pushing more. Um, so it gave me that absolutely. And then it also gave me while it didn't tell me what to do, it did tell me what not to do, right? And so I saw people behaving badly and the choices that they made and what the outcomes were. And I would just go, well, that's not the way. That's not what to do. I want to go over here. And, um, and I had identified some mentors early on and made lots of mistakes and, and uh, bumped around uh, quite a bit before sort of finding 
what I enjoyed. And, and what I enjoy is um, investing in founders. Um, I enjoy uh, helping build companies. Um, I enjoy uh, developing people, getting people to understand that even if you don't have a lot of money and you didn't go to a fancy school or what have you, that those things are advantages and not disadvantages and so that you, you can actually grow. And so instead of sitting here and uh, dispensing a bunch of platitudes or advice, what I try to do is just show people what I do, right? And, and I just go, hey, I'm not an expert at all whatsoever. I've made plenty of mistakes. I still put in long hours and I do all that stuff. But I think if you lead by example, it's way more valuable than someone just telling you, pointing a finger and telling you what to do. That, that, that has no value to me. But if I, if I get up and every day I try to, uh, to do more for my businesses, so I run a series of businesses, um, and, and uh, most of them surround my passion. Um, and by, when I say I run, that's, that's a bit of an overstatement. I help uh, the, the teams, the, the, the various companies, the founders, right? When you, when you, when you start investing in startups, um, you, your goal is not only to make an investment, but also to hopefully get that company to grow and to do something, right? So you make a return on your investment. And so I love that process of, of investing and, and more importantly, for, for helping people grow their, their business. And so that's what my personal page is. And that's what I'm really into. That's what I'm really passionate about. And some of those passions are this right here, cigars. I've uh, been a huge cigar guy. And, and um, my first, one of my first real mentors introduced me to cigars at 18 years old. And I'll never forget that cigar experience. Um, you know, he, he said after a really, he, he worked in our town and he had built a nice little business and he was one of the more successful guys in town. And he said, you know, he treated himself to a Dunhill Cabreras, uh, tubos, right. Um, one or two a month. So not a lot, right. But that was his special sort of treat. And so when I had my first cigar, guess what my first cigar was, right? It was a Dunhill, it was a blue label, it was a Dunhill Gabez. And the moment I, I smoked it, the moment I started smoking it, and you have that moment, and everything just slows down. And you just go, oh, I get it. I get it. This is it, right? And, and I've been, I have, I have been a cigar guy ever since, collecting um, and enjoying and, and, um, and playing in the industry. And I, and I started Puerto Trader because nobody would give me a job in cigars. Oh, <laughs> I, that's, the on, that's, that's the honest truth. Like I remember and shout out to Johan. So Johan um, is now the head of Davidoff uh, wholesale. So he, he's the head of all of the reps that, that sell Davidoff throughout the United States and maybe even the, the world or North America, at least he's, he's a big deal. So, but back then go, go, we're going back in time now. Johan was the Davidoff cigar rep in the greater New England, Boston area, right? And Johan would show up at the cigar shop and he'd have the three-piece suit on. He's driving the Mercedes and he's smoking this, you know, Davidoff Anniversario and he'd hang out for a little while and then off he would go. And, you know, the other guys at the shop would be like, yeah, Johan makes a ton of money and he's like, you know, well-dressed in these perfect manners and just, a, and I was like, this is a job. This is a job. I smoke cigars and hang out with my friends. I get paid. This is a, this is a great, I got to get this job. Like, that's all I cared about. I want to be a cigar rep so bad. And uh, nobody would hire me. I, I, I couldn't get anybody to give me a shot. So I had two choices. I could give up on my dream 
of being in the cigar business, or I could start a cigar business and, and wedge my way in. And now Puerto Trader is the largest um, website in the United States focused on non-Cubans um, for rare, vintage, and hard-to-find cigars, right? And, and some of our customers are the French Laundry, United Arab Emirates, um, Emirates, excuse me, um, various casinos, uh, restaurants around the country. So it's, it's really grown. And of course, many of you, right? Many of your users yeah. are collectors. People in Puerto Rico, in Dominican Republic, in the U.S. that have figured it out. Um, I think, you know, when we talk about pewter trader, it's like all in one, right? We, we have a platform. We have a wiki cigar area. We have a, even a, uh, a blog where people can say, I am looking for this box. And that can be a lifelong thing where people have been looking for a cigar for 20 years, 25 years, yeah. et cetera. And, and I feel like it caters to the community very, very well. Um, and I love it. I, I hope at one point we can have a, a Puerto Trader community on Facebook or, or a, you know, like a private group. Um, and I think that would be even greater. That, that would, mm. you know, elevate the game to a whole nother level because people like to buy the stuff and they like to smoke it, but they like to um, tell you the experience too. So that's, that would be a great thing. But when, when our community started noticing Pewter Trader or when Bobby and I, you know, we, we, every month we used to get together and start looking at PewterTrader.com together, what is new, what is in auction, what just posted, you know, uh, it's like a super, like, it, it's like a, a science, but one of the simplest science, because what do I want to smoke? What's the occasion? Um, how am I feeling? What it's coming up for, for the next month? Is there a holiday? Is there an anniversary? Is there a birthday? And, and I feel like it caters to everything, but, you know, before going to how you found it, Peter Trader, and, and you told us one of the reasons, how did you fall in love with cigars? When did you know this was something that you would keep, you were going to keep with you the rest of your life? I, I would say that it didn't happen overnight, but it did happen over a period of time where I realized that all of my closest friends came because of the cigar. Right? I am, I have an amazing group of friends built up over two decades of smoking cigars that are because of cigars. There is a unique thing within cigars, unlike anything else that we consume or enjoy, um, that is communal, that is sharing, right? P part of the etiquette of cigars, the manners you're supposed to have within the cigar community is to share, right? It's a big, big thing. So let me give you a better example. If you go to a wine bar, a whiskey bar, and a cigar bar, no one at the wine bar or whiskey bar comes up to you and says, hey, what are you drinking? I'm going to go buy you something else and give it to you, right? No guy walks up and says, hey, let me buy you a, a, a whiskey. That doesn't happen, right? You might talk about your whiskeys, but that doesn't happen. You go to a cigar lounge, you got 30 friends immediately. Hey, what are you smoking? Oh, you should try this. Here, have one. The amount of times that people have walked up, said, hey, what are you smoking here? Try this. You'll really enjoy it. Um, dozens and dozens and dozens of times. And, and, and to pay it forward, I do the exact same thing. I was at a, an event just the other day. A couple of us were smoking cigars. 
couple of guys were sitting there who were complete strangers to me, didn't know who they were at all. And I said, hey, you guys want a cigar with us? And I grabbed a couple of cigars out of my humidor and just handed it to a few strangers. And they sat down and we were best friends uh, in an hour, right? That only happens with cigars. And so somewhere along that journey, I realized, man, I'm friends with all of these people because of this amazing puro. I don't know how it happened, but it did. And so at that point, I realized like, this is the greatest community. I want, I want more of this. I want to be able to do this all the time. Okay. So when, when basically now you know that this is pretty much what you love and what you want to pursue, right? So how did Puro Trader started besides, you know, the business that is right now? Because maybe you have a different, a whole different idea of what you wanted to do and now yep. what it, what it, beca what it became, you know? So how does that work? Yeah, so this is a really fun story because um, there's some big cigar guys that probably remember this night. But a long time ago, um, Avo, Senior Avo, was turning 77 years old. Uh, rest in peace, Senior Avo. Um, and he was holding a birthday party in Boston, Massachusetts at a restaurant called Abe and Louie's. And back then you could smoke indoors in Boston. And upstairs they had a private room and there was a piano in that room. And I am... 21, 22, right? I'm very young. And I walk in, I got my suit on, the one suit that I owned. And, and I walk into this cigar dinner, which was all the money in the world to me at the time to, to, to even have a seat there. And there was, you know, there's congressmen there and there's a lobbyist over here and partner in a law firm there and senior Avo sitting at the piano, tickling the ivories, playing jazz, smoking cigars, eating steak and I'm, I'm hanging out with all these amazing people. And I bought a box of the Avo 77, which was his limited edition to commemorate his birthday that year. And it was my very first box I ever collected. It was the very first box that I could afford to buy and not smoke and just go, I'm going to keep this. I'm going to age it. Right. And so, so I did that fast forward to 2014. So good amount of time. Right, mm -hmm. 12, 15 years, something like that. Um, and I'm moving into my new home in Northern California. And I had built a walk-in humidor in my home. And I'm taking, now my collection has obviously grown. And I'm taking all the boxes out. And there's that box of Avo 77s. And I opened the box. Um, and there was one cigar missing. <laughs> and uh, I was furious. <laughs> I was freaking out, man. I was like, I didn't smoke this. Where did it go? It, it's, it, it, it's gone. Um, so I'm losing my mind. Right. And I'm like, Oh my God. And if you're a collector of anything, you either have the whole collection or you, or you don't. Right. You either have a full box yeah. or you got a couple sticks. There's no, there's no middle ground. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So I did what anybody would do. Number one, you start with Google. And so you start Googling. Right. And then you start going to different cigar shop websites. Right. I went to Famous and Cigars International and all the big wine, Mike Cigars. I went to all those. They didn't have it because it'd been so old. Right. No one had it. Then I went on all the forum pages. Right. I went to Puff and I went to Cigar Fishnado and all the various forums. Hey guys, does anybody have this? I'm willing to pay $50 a stick. I'm willing to pay $100 a stick. And I bet if you go back through those forums and dig hard enough, you'll see those posts from way back in the day. And I was so mad that no one had it. I called all my buddies, right? I called all my cigar buddies. Nobody had it. So fast forward, probably. So I'm, I'm mad and I got this, you know, box missing a stick. So fast forward a few months and I'm having cigars with a dear friend of mine. And I tell him this 
story about what happened. And I said, wouldn't it, you know, it's the digital age now, it's 2014, 2015, something like that. I said, wouldn't it be great if we could digitally just connect to everybody's humidor? So I knew what everybody's humidor had in it. Whether you're in Tokyo, in Paris, in Puerto Vallarta, or LA, I can see, I can, I can, I can go to Puerto Trader and, go, and look at your humidor and see what you have. Wouldn't that be really, really cool if we just connect all the humidors? Now, I wasn't the first person to have a digital humidor. Other people had done it. But believe it or not, no one had made it searchable. I know that sounds so obvious now. <laughs> yeah. But it was as simple as like, yeah, lots of people had the software, but no one actually made it so I could actually look at what everybody else had, right? Gotcha. So, so that was the idea for Puerto Trader. The idea was not to make a dime. I wasn't trying to make a business like at all. I was just trying to like geek out with other collectors and go, oh, you got stuff that I like and, and cool. Like we just, we're just collectors and, and see what's out there in the world. And so we did that. That was the first photo trader. Well, then what happens is pretty inevitable, right? Sergio has a cigar that I want, except he's across the country and I don't know him. So how do we, how do, we do this? How do, how do we make this sale happen? And that's where the business came about. <clears throat> nice. I Wow. Bobby, what 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 do you think when when I mean we're talking about this now we're talking about the age of technology of everybody being connected but this was six years ago seven years ago when this wasn't a trend what you know yeah you, definitely you be able to visualize this like seven years ago no because probably like you don't even like six years ago you didn't see so much of cigars in social media anyway. Like if if you go back just maybe four years, wasn't even a thing, you know. Now you see like thousands and thousands of people like posting their pictures and women with their cigars and all this, uh, you know, basically uh, promo around cigars, you know, trying to make money around cigars. But that's not something that you think about six years ago. Definitely not. Yeah, and, so, and you know one of one of the things that I can identify. With Pierre, it's like, you know, Cigars Podcast. We started because we wanted we wanted to be able to tell the stories of people in the cigar industry or in the cigar community. Not 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 as a business, but as a way of connecting that human side, you know, of people with other people and being able to do it in both languages, in English and in Spanish, to able to be able to connect with those uh you know, Latinos in, in the U.S. or in Dominican Republic, in, in Puerto Rico, in Cuba, Panama. We have a lot of people that follow us because I felt like, so when you go to a cigar factory, most of these cigars factories are in a Spanish-speaking country, but mm -hmm. we don't see any advertisement or any marketing in, in their own language. So <laughs> it's made, it's grown, it's made, and it's, you know, everything. And and you see, it, you know, even though to the point that it gets to a, to a store, It, you can tell it's, you know, in the hands of, of people who speak the language, but there's no forum for them to speak their own yeah. language. So we started with that idea and then we got people from all over the world. We have people from Europe that listen to this podcast and, you know, we're very thankful. But Pierre, I have this question. This wasn't planned, but I remember hey, like seven months ago or eight months ago, um, You know, we posted a picture and and back then, like, you know, we even had like our limitations. We're starting. We have we are doing it because of the passion. And you sent us a message and you're like, hey, guys, how are you? You know, eh, 
my name is Pierre. Like, let's get in touch. And I was like, I was looking at the phone. I was like, is this even real? You know, the amount of like, <laughs> messages we get. I was like, yeah, yeah. you know, who is this guy? Like, <laughs> and and of course we had a meeting and and we uh, I got to know Natalie who's an amazing person. Uh, we call each other BF BFFs because we have a lot in common. We figure out through the, these whole months, uh, you know, music and other things in life. And and you know, a big shout out to her uh, for always taking care of us. But um, so and and then we started to get sponsored by Pluto Trader, and for us that was like. Wow, like a relief at the same time, but a, a, a big push to to go and, and strive for more. Uh, and then once we, we did that, now we felt like, you know, we got to know so many people uh, mm. and we got to know so many uh, collectors, reps, owners, etc., but I felt like that was the big push that we needed. We were start, we we were standing right in that ledge and looking and appreciating. And you came and hey, like don't think about it, just do it, jump. Do it. And and we Go. thank you for that. But what what was that you saw at that moment? Uh, honestly, because you know we we discussed this a few times between Cigarica and I. But you are the man. You're here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no man, I, that's very very kind, and I, I feel. Uh... Uh, very humble and grateful that you would you would say that but um so appreciate that uh, i i love connecting with people that are passionate about cigars let me, let me start by saying that and 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 i believe that the community is the most important thing um and i say all the time cigars are not about the money that you spend but the moments that you have and so let if, if you'll indulge me for two seconds here there are two things that I've done very badly at Puerto Trader. Uh, number one is that social media, in order to get people to pay attention to you, they, the people want to see rare. They want to see expensive. They want to see hard to find, right? We call them unicorns. And so I built a reputation on having those cigars. And the problem with that is, well, it's, it's great for social media, but it's not great for customers because many people can't afford those things, but they love cigars, right? And so they look at that and go, well, I can't, do, I'm not going to do anything with Puerto Trader because he only sells cigars that are, you know, way too much money. And I, that's not for me. Um, so that's one thing that we didn't do a good enough job with, with, with articulating the message that money is not the goal here, right? The, the goal is to enjoy amazing conversations with friends over a cigar. That could be a $2 cigar or a $2,000 cigar. If you enjoy it, that's all that matters. So that's one thing that I did really, really badly on Puerto Trader. And the second thing that I've done not very well at and, and that I really need to improve, and this goes directly to you guys in your question, is I didn't put myself in the Puerto Trader brand. So if you go to Puerto Trader and you scroll and scroll and scroll, you barely see anything about me, um, uh, who I am or why I'm passionate about. There's, I'm just not there. Right. And, and I'll tell you that that's because I don't know why anybody would care. I, I just go, oh, people don't care about me or care about why I'm interested in it. They, they just care about the cigar. So I would just talk about the cigar and I was wrong. 
right? People want people. I look at you guys and go, oh man, these guys are so passionate about cigars. People gravitate to you because you're passionate about the cigars, right? Exactly. And so I did that. I did that wrong, right? And so I identified you guys as two guys that were passionate who needed a push, who needed some help, who needed a little nudge. And I was like, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta get with these guys. The, the, these guys get it right they're they're in they're passionate about the cigars just like i am whether it's a three dollar cigar or a very expensive cigar it doesn't matter they want to have that conversation and enjoy that puros and that's really important to me so um i saw that you guys were doing what i thought i should have done better and so that to me just made a good brand alignment oh man that's awesome that's <laughs> awesome to to hear it from you you know and we were uh, shy too at the beginning right well we, yeah. we were kind of shy because sometimes <laughs> You know, I, I feel like there's so many, so much of this in social media. Sometimes you you second guess yourself. Should I be in in the face? Like, should people be relating this ex immediately or directly to to me? And the, and at the beginning, we were a little bit hesitant. And then Cigarican, she he's shyer when it comes to like talking, but in the pictures, he's like the man. Like, you know, he, <laughs> he's a very good um, creator, a content creator. So, you know, my experience in social media and in and, and brand ambassadorship, we, we you know we combined and we know each other before the cigars. So it was like the perfect moment. And, you know, we made it happen. But but Cigarican, I, I want you to talk about this a little bit. And it was like so we got the sponsorship. Right. And you would think we would go crazy, like. Let's buy like the most expensive Opus X there is in Puro Trader or let's buy, you know, and we decided let's try a bunch of different cigars and let's right. try the stuff that is affordable because our community needs to know about these affordable cigars yes. And, yes, absolutely. and yeah. these rare cigars that are there but are affordable. And, and to this day... I am smoking a cigar live and people ask me, where do you get that? Like those are no longer uh, available in the stores. And I'm like, bro, I got a pewter trader. Like, oh, how much was it? All the box was $60 or $80. What? Like a box? $80? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm smoking it. If you had a gun there before me, you could have gotten in it. And, and yep. we have people now who monitor every week, every week. They're like, <laughs> Well, I didn't see anything new. And I'm like, just wait till next week. Sigarigan, uh, can you tell us a little yeah. bit about, about no, that? No, I mean, it's true. Maybe at the beginning we were like, you know, we're so excited that we want to have the, the fancy stuff, you know. But we're like, man, but not everybody can afford this kind of cigars. So why, you know, what good we do by, you know, showing this cigar, we're just showing off, but we're not showing the potential of Puro Trader, you know. We're not showing what is capable of by just showing some fancy cigar that is going to be $100 if our people, they can't afford it. So what's the point of kind of taking their taking them to Puro Trader if they can't afford whatever it's there? So basically, without without knowing, we were doing what you what you wanted, you know, which is <laughs> which is great. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, we were doing that part that is like, you know, showing the cigars that are more affordable and that people can, you know, be interested even if they don't have enough money or enough budget to, to get them. Mm -hmm. so that's awesome. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's so critical. Um, 
it's so critical right now because unfortunately, if you look at the largest Instagram pages within inside the cigar world, they are predominantly posting really rare Cuban cigars, right? Um, mm-hmm. and, and I am, I hold my hand up to say, I am at fault for that a hundred percent. I was one of the people who started that or, or, or joined that early or however you want to say it. You know, you've got, um, some amazing Instagram pages out there that are much bigger than mine that show lots and lots of rare uh, Cuban cigars. And that's wonderful. It's, there's nothing wrong. That's fantastic. But most people, 90% of people cannot obtain those things or afford those things. And so why exclude people, right? This is about being inclusive. We need more love, right? We need more community, not less. And so if I could go back five years, six years and start over, I would put myself out there more, a lot more. And I would really focus on what you guys are doing so well, which is um, being inclusive for everybody to be in the cigar community, right? Everybody to, to, to enjoy these cigars, not just the rare ones, not just the expensive ones. Uh, and, and Sergio, you brought it up. Like you got some like crazy good deals on Puerto Trader. Like, like there's really, really, and I'm not like just pitching my company here. I don't mean it to sound that way, but to say that like, it's not just the super crazy rare expensive stuff. It's also like really fair price stuff because what happens is retailers for people who are wondering, a lot of our sellers are retailers, right? They own shops. This cigar right here that I'm smoking is a Fuente Fuente Opus X Shark. Really rare cigar, right? And a cigar shop had bought it, but in his area, it was too expensive. He couldn't sell it, believe it or not, yeah. right? So he puts it on Puerto Trader. And so instead of selling it at a discount at his store, he can put it on Puerto Trader and sell it for a fair price. Now that's with an Opus Shark, something rare. Imagine if it's a, a, a more normal sort of production cigar, right? So, in, so now you have a lot of sellers throughout the United States that now can offer their cigars at much more competitive prices. And so it just works out that their users can find like killer, killer stuff. Yeah. I, I, I think you are totally on point. And, and with that, I started like a, a video series, like two, three minute video series called Rare Finds. And I pick a, a, a cigar that we found on Puro Trader and that, you know, people need to see, well, I found this. This is what you're looking in all these stores and online stores. I found it and I'm smoking it. Look at it. It's good. I tell them my experience and I tell them where to find it. And it's just a matter of, you know, keeping an eye out. And, and you know, there's so many pages and places now, but I feel like, uh, you know, Puerto Trader is directed to everyone. And, you know, our friends in, in, in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic have been keeping an eye. Most, most of them, they're talking to me and they're like, oh, I went to Puerto Trader this Sunday and I was looking, you know, at this cigar and, you know, I talked to my wife. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> so, you know, we, important. We, That's yeah, important. important right? they, they, they learn from us because, you know, we, you know, Bowie. And his wife and me and my wife, we always ask permission. We're, we're smart people, you know. So, um, but one of the, of the first of the first questions that definitely came to my mind when um, we were going to get in contact to interview you was, um, you know, you're a cigar collector. And, and, and what what is a cigar collector? How does it define uh, you as a smoker or 
or I mean, do, do collectors smoke their cigars? They, do they collect them for a purpose? <laughs> do they leave them sitting to age and get better? Do they only open them in special locations? You know, can you explain to our audience what does a cigar collector do? Uh, that's a very good question. So I, can, I can't say what cigar collectors do, but I can say what I do as a cigar collector. So to me, this is no different than people who collect sneakers that never wear them, right? Oh, they, connect, they collect baseball cards and never sell them, right? So the, the, the pleasure is in uh, the anticipation, the hunt, the finding it, right? That's the, the having it right? Having something that nobody else has, right? There's, there's, a, there's a, an enjoyment uh, in that. And so for me, that's, I enjoy that very, very much. Like I enjoy hunting for that rare item. And then one of the ways that you can make it more rare is to not smoke it, right? Because everybody else is smoking them, right? Which makes whatever you're having more and more valuable every day, right? Yes. And so so just from a collecting standpoint, that's what I do. And I collect on things that I love. And some of those things are very valuable and some of those things are not very valuable, right? Just to be very clear. So um, I don't collect necessarily to make money per se, but I will tell you that you can. And many people have started to figure that trend out um, that you can make money collecting cigars because you can flip those cigars um, for a lot of money. And we have people do that on Porto Trader all the time. Um, and I shout out to those guys and gals that do that. I appreciate you. Um, I love you. <laughs> you. You make my site interesting. Um, <laughs> but, um, but that's not why I collect. So that's one thing. And then a second kind of second follow-up to that is there are many cigars that I don't collect, but I age. So I'm a big fan of smoking aged cigars. Um, I age different cigars for different periods of time um, and because it improves the, improves the experience by a lot. Um, okay. Now, so, some cigars, it improves tremendously and other cigars, it doesn't really improve that much. And it's different from blend to blend and country to country and what have you. So um, I will say sort of generically, uh, Nicaragua, Nicaraguan tobacco does not age very well. Um, it doesn't age badly, doesn't age badly. It just doesn't really do all that much, right? So I have a box, uh, actually I only have a few sticks left, I think, of Padron Anniversario, the very first year they came out, right? Wow. So very first year. I smoked one recently and it was a little bit softer, a little bit more mellow, a little bit more well-rounded. And it took, how old is that box? 30 years old, 35 years, something like that. Oh, when the wow. came out. So is that worth it? I would say no. I would say grab a Padron, smoke it, enjoy the hell out of it. Don't, don't bother aging. We have it a Padron make... night today, tonight. It's our first like Zoom night. And I'm smoking nice. a Padron 80th, 80th anniversary. I love uh, that cigar. First time I was going to smoke it. I'm leaving my palate clean. I haven't smoked in a, in a couple of days to really get into the to the cigar but you know now this this topic that that we're on here's my question um a lot of people you can you we've been seeing this more and more 
now uh, through social media posts, pictures, etc. But it has been done. Uh, but can you explain to us the essence of aging Cuban cigars? Uh, because a lot of people have told us Cuban cigars have changed. The quality control has changed in the past 10, 15 years. Uh, that's why they age because they necessarily don't go through this process uh, very, very thorough, very good. And now these days, but um, is the cigar meant to be smoked right away to get the essence or are Cubans better when we age them? And what conditions do you have to have to properly age a cigar? Um, very good question. Um, let me preface this by saying in the past, I would be a lot softer around my answer to this question. Um, I've decided not to be so, so soft. And, and now I have a, I'm very opinionated on the subject. So I'm about to call some people out. So be prepared. I'm going to get a lot of shit talking real quick. So, So here's the thing. Number one, I'm going to say this right now, blast it on social media. If you think that only Cuban cigars are good and they're better than everywhere else, then you don't know shit about cigars and you should stop cigar smoking because that's like saying that only good wine comes from France and only good whiskey comes from Ken or, you know, Ken Kentucky or Ireland or where the hell you want Scotland uh, for scotch. Um, that's bullshit. That's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Um, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Uh, that's number one. Number two, the quality control in Cuba is far worse than it is out of the Dominican Republic, out of Nicaragua, out of Honduras. Like it's not the same. Anybody who tells you otherwise is lying to you. Uh, I've, I've bought, sold and consumed more Cuban cigars than most people. I'm telling you the quality control isn't there. Now, that is not to bash Cuban cigars at all whatsoever. I love Cuban cigars. I collect Cuban cigars. I age Cuban cigars. Um, Cuban cigars taste different than cigars from the Dominican, just like Dominican cigars taste different from Nicaragua. So if you have a preference for that flavor, I totally appreciate that. I get that, that there's nothing wrong with that at all. That's like saying, I, pre I prefer the Bordeaux as opposed to, uh, Oregon Pinots. That's not to say one is better than the other. It's just that they have different flavors and that's the one that you gravitate towards. Um, so with that being said, Ultimately, what happens with Cuban tobacco right now is that the fermentation process on the front end is, is, is being shortened. Um, they are not going through the uh, aging process. And there's two ways cigars age, and I'm, I'm way oversimplifying on purpose, everyone. Um, so for you cigar nerds out there, I'm oversimplifying. Don't, don't, don't attack me. But you can, attack, you can age tobacco, and then you can age cigars. Those are two different things, okay? Um, you need to do both. If you want an excellent cigar, you need to do both. You need to fermentate the tobacco through the drying process and fermentation process that happens. And then once the cigar is made, the cigar oils, the, the oil within the leaf, that's what we're smoking. That's where the flavor comes from is that tobacco oil. That needs to blend with all the other different tobaccos in there and age over time, um, like a fine wine, right? So you, you have to do both. And in Cuba, they're frankly, they're not. They're releasing cigars that are too young, too early, too soon. And even if you are a novice cigar smoker, if I give you a current production basic cigar, let's say uh, a Partagas Series D number four, right? Or a Monte Cristo number two, 
very popular, large production, um, basic cigars, <laughs> pretty affordable cigars. If I give you a brand new one versus one that is just two years old, not 20 years old, two, the difference in draw, in burn, and in flavor is huge. It's tremendous, right? If I did that same thing with a cigar from, shout out to Foundation Cigars, which I love, Tatuaje Cigars that I love, um, Davidoff Cigars, Padron. You did that to one of those and aged them for two years, it's not going to be that much of a difference. It's going to be a little bit better, a little bit, but it's not a huge, oh my gosh, I can, it's not this massive chasm in terms of flavor and burn and taste and it's not the same. So, so, so that's one thing I wanted to say is that aging Cuban cigars is, is critical. You, you basically have to do it because they're releasing the cigars too early. And by you aging the cigars under proper conditions, which for me, I age my cigars at about 68% humidity uh, and less than 71 degrees. So that's kind of where I'm targeted, kind of 68 and 70 are my perfect uh, temperature and humidity. Um, remember that you actually want a little bit of airflow. Sometimes you don't just want to stick it in Rubbermaid and not allow any airflow. You want to open your humidor and allow some of that air to circulate a little bit, but you want to keep it as constant as possible, right? You don't want spikes in temperature, ups and downs. You don't want ups and downs in humidity. You really got to keep those consistent while still having some airflow. So if you do that right with Cuban cigars, it is night and day difference you don't have to be an expert. You will notice a huge difference. So that's number one. Number two, another trend that I am noticing on Instagram, and here's the shit talking. The amount of people that are smoking Cohiba Gran Reserva and Monte Cristo Gran Reserva and these crazy rare cigars that they only made a few thousand of in the world, and they're smoking them every day. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's not real. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> Stop Do it. Do not smoke. Stop. <laughs> No one believes you. Stop believing these people. They're not smoking $500 cigars every day. They didn't make enough of them. They don't exist in that mass. So as a guy who, you know, look, I, I do a lot in that space. I see these guys every day smoking all these rare Limitada cigars. And I go, you, how does that make sense? If they only made a few of them, how are you smoking them all the time? It's not True. how it works. <laughs> so let's, let's get away from that. Yeah. And thank get back you. Thank to, you. <laughs> get, they, they're, get back to they're not that stuff. special, right? They're not that special yeah. to have them all. <laughs> well, it, it means they're probably smoking counterfeits if we're being honest. Yeah. Right. It means that a lot of people are smoking fake stuff out there, unfortunately, within the Cuban world. And so for all you listeners out there who are into cigars and you, and you look at these guys smoking the Cohiba Gran Reserva and all these other crazy things, that's wonderful. Don't pay attention to that. That, that. Let them do that. That's not real. Right? You go buy that box of foundation, buy that box of Patelaje or, um, or Illusion or, or Padron or, or Nat Sherman or David. Like go, go, you know, go support Fuente. Go support these other brands um, because those are real cigars by real people who are really, really passionate about it, right? So, so, so support where it matters. Don't, don't waste your money and time and envy on those guys. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for, for having those words. I think that's it's has been one of the most realest words out there, and we share a common vision. We, you know, most 
every day or every other day I'm in some cigar room with people talking about the same topics <laughs> over and over again. And we hear different opinions and we respect everybody's opinion. But, you know, there's people who have more experience than others. And and we got to look to them for those experiences, because that's also how you learn. Uh, you know, it's, there's no one person in the world who has every single cigar and every single cigar experience. So we really True. rely on the community to become a better aficionado or better enthusiast cigar smoker etc and and you know thank you for those words and we're going to be make sure people listen to them and you know we we get them get the message out there now you were you were comparing and i love this because you know you were comparing the different uh, origins of tobacco leaf uh, and companies uh, who grow in different places like to wine And, and that's something that we know you've been a big, uh, you know, you're a big fan, enthusiast, aficionado, but you also have a, a, a wine business now that's booming and that I've been a client on this Christmas. I, to all my, thank you. Yes. To, to all my bosses, I was like, what do I get them? Like, you know, and I went in there, we are talking about Yahin. And mm -hmm. I went in there, talked to the sommelier or the specialist, and they recommended me based on what I wanted, a bottle. And I sent to my my bosses, right? I sent them a couple mm -hmm. of bottles and they're like all the way in the U.S. So I didn't have any problem shipping. It was excellent. They got it. They got my note. Everything was so smooth. And now I see this and we're like, wow, why? Why people don't talk about a little bit more about cigars and wine? And and now we we we're taking on this mission because you always have a bottle of wine at home. Why are we talking yes. about rare whiskeys <laughs> and breaking our heads and and just driving to Kentucky and you know doing all this crazy stuff when wine is so good with a cigar or cigar is so good with wine and Cigarican has one had one of the best experience, right? Cigarican? Yeah, man. Like I mean, like. I love to, well, I'm, I'm a Puerto Rican, right? So I love rum and mm. I love smoking my cigars with rum. But I say that like probably two of my best experiences with smoking cigars are with wine. And it's like, I, I wouldn't think about it because I just, I don't know. In my mind, it's like, I don't do it. But then I do it and I'm, I'm like, wow, this is like probably the best thing I I've done so why why not do it more often and you can probably talk to us about that you know that experience because I think it's something that everybody needs to try and they gotta you know give it a, a shot you know yeah so so I'm gonna say another controversial thing that I'm sure I'm gonna get a lot of flack for but yes um, let's do it <laughs> Scotch, bourbon, and whiskey is not the best thing to pair your cigars with. And I will prove it to you. I will prove it to you. Scotch, bourbon, and whiskey, the underlying note is what? Smoke, right? There's an oaky smokiness to a lot of that peatiness. A lot of people say it has a campfire taste mm -hmm. to it. Okay? And what does cigars taste like? Smoke. Yeah. Right? Okay. Pause. Put, put, put that in the back of your mind. Now, we're going to be a chef, right? We're going to put together an amazing dinner. What do chefs do with food? They pair sweet with salty, right? They pair bitter, right? They want to use fat and acid, right? These are things that they play with, contrasting flavors. 
No one says, oh, you know what this salty dish needs? More salt. <laughs> when you smoke a cigar and then you go get some bottle of whiskey that's smoky, what have you done? You put smoke on your smoke. Overwhelm you, the you palate. Have, yeah. You've blasted your palate completely, right? You, you've destroyed it. Like, look, there's, please enjoy your whiskeys and your bourbons and your scotches. They're amazing. I'm not, please don't take this as disparagingly, but I am telling you somewhere along the line, we thought that this was the greatest pairing. And I'm going to tell you right now, it is not a great pairing. My favorite pairings with cigars are coffee and champagne. I am telling you right now, you go buy a bottle of cava, right? Cava is a very inexpensive Spanish champagne, effectively, right? Um, it is bright and bubbly and citric and acid and makes your palate pop against this cigar, which is spicy and rich and full, right? This is like taking that bite of sushi and that little bite of ginger and then that bite of sushi and that bite of ginger, right? I want those contrasting flavors. That's, that's where the experience comes from. I don't want to take a bite of ginger and then a bite of ginger and then a bite of ginger. That doesn't make any more sense. Yes. Right. So one last thing I'll say about wine is wine and cigars are, are almost identical, right? So, so think about how you make cigars and then think how you make about wine. So what matters when you make a great bottle of wine? Well, location matters a lot. Where are the grapes from? What was that year like? Was it hot? Was it raining? Right. The, the terroir, what was the soil like? Right. This is goes to Cuban versus Nicaraguan versus Dominican. Right. Um, what was the microclimate in that area like? Who was the blender? That matters a lot. Right. Who was the house? So the brand, right? Was it Davidoff? Right. Or is it Mondavi? Right. Th those things matter. Um, and then lastly, how old is it? Is it, is it a brand new vintage, right? If it's, if it's a bottle of Cabernet, even out of Napa, even an entry-level bottle of Cabernet is still aged a little bit, Yes. right? Um, all of those things are identical to cigars. They're identical. Ratings, the process too. of make, they're amazing, yeah. right? At the, at the end of the day, I want to pay homage, a big shout out to all the men and women in, that make cigars, craftsmen, right? That are, that are picking the leaves and then drying them in the barns and then fermenting them and then lovingly rolling them with these handcrafted recipes. It's all, it's all time. It's all luxury, right? It's craftsmanship. And those people, those are artists. As far as I'm concerned, when I go, when I go to these cigar factories when I, um, in the Dominican or Cuba or wherever I am and I meet the rollers, I, I thank them so much for what they do and their skill that they have, the craftsmen. And I, I mean, I look up to them as artists. They're amazing, right? And so that really needs to be highlighted. But the, the, the wine and cigars are so similar in how they're produced, but yet we as a community do not really embrace wine and cigars as a pairing. I mean, you think about a lot of wines, you know, there's a lot of variety here, so I'm going to speak in generalities, but you've got bright and fruity and tannins that pair really nice with a cigar, which is you know, cigars tend to be what? Leather, earth, mineralities, right? Um, so you can really do some amazing pairings um, and, and have a great time. I think it's a better pair. And then coffee, right? Coffee is another great one to pair it with. But but let, let's let's try, put the whiskey down for a second yeah. and try some <laughs> other stuff. You're going to have a better experience.
I, I agree with that. And, you know, I got to tell you this, uh, Pierre, uh, this is a secret. Uh, it's not going to be a secret anymore. Cigarican does not <laughs> drink coffee. I think he has coffee like one time with a cigar last year. Uh, I love it, but I don't, I love it, but I don't do it, man. Like I just oh, don't. But we're going to get him on a personal mission to this 2021 to, you That's know, my, my 2021 goal. Yeah. Maybe start trying a little bit more coffee. You can go to uh Puro Rogers or Puro Trader and, and watch Pierre. Like, man, he has some fancy methods that I right? like. <laughs> so in my house, we have every single method of, of making coffee. Even we have like the little, like, Colador from Costa Rica and Puerto Rico with like oh, the sock yeah. and we have that. But then I saw like your machine. I don't know the name of the machine, but it looks like a freaking science experiment. <laughs> I showed my wife and she was it's like, like a oh. like a big uh, a glass thing with the uh, with the bubbles and all this stuff. Yeah. It looks like a scientific. That's true, yeah. man. I I've showed my it. wife and yeah, she what? was like, I don't have that. And I'm like. <laughs> Well, let me look at here <laughs> and see how he uses it so I can determine if I, I can buy you one. Because, you know, like yeah. usually militaries, they, my wife is military. She's an attorney in the army and she doesn't have time, like, you know, for that to run right. that experiment. She's going to want me to run it for her. Um, so maybe we can buy one and use it on the weekends and, and stuff. <laughs> yeah, especially. Yeah, my, my kitchen, I have one section of my kitchen that's just dedicated to coffee. And I, I counted the other day. I have, uh, I'm embarrassed to tell you this. Uh, I have 12 different methods for brewing coffee. 12, which is a lot of machines, right? We've got two different espresso machines. We've got different grinders. Um, we've got French presses, aero presses, pour overs, Comex, uh, Turkish coffee. What you guys are talking about is siphon right? To yeah. make siphon coffee. I've got two different methods of that, a Dutch version and a Japanese version. Um, yeah, man, I'm just really into it. I'm, you know, th these are things I'm just super passionate about, right? I don't sell coffee. I never want to sell coffee. I'm not interested. Um, I just really enjoy it. It's my passion. So I, I share that with people. This is amazing. Thank you. And, and, you know, we're going to close out the interview in the next couple of minutes, but before this, I, I, did want to uh, ask you a question and it was like, you know, how, how has a uh, put a trader been in the past year, how business has been uh, with the whole pandemic situation. We see more and more people smoking. Uh, we see a lot of people who weren't familiarized with, uh, you know, with internet or technology and they are getting into it little by little. And that's uh, for our audience. I always tell people this, if you know an elder person or a person that's not proficient in technology, spend some time with them and show them how to properly do it. They will thank you and their lives will be a lot better. And I'm a big fan of that. Um, you know, I just want to ask this question because people, people want to know, people want to know, you know, how's food or trader. Uh, we seen some acceleration uh, posts on Instagram and we feel like, you know, we, we are also part of this and we love it and we celebrate it too. So talk to us a little bit more. How was Puto Trader? How has it grown? And what are the next, you know, five years going to look like? And, and thank you just for being here with us. Yeah. And I mean, thank you so much. because it is the one thing I wanted to talk about um, specifically. I wanted to bring up if it, if it didn't come up in the conversation, which was how, how did 2020 treat us and what are our plans for 2021? Um, so 2020 was our biggest year ever. 
Um, biggest year is in most amount of users, most amount of sales, most amount of everything. Um, every all of our metrics were up a lot uh, in 2020, and 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 we appreciate that because I'll be very honest right here, which is it didn't start easily. I mean, we barely survived for many, many years of just getting by, just trying to convince people that um, it's okay to buy cigars in this way, right? Um, people have to trust um, that buying on a platform like this is, is going to be okay. So, so we, so what we had to do is this: a lot of customers came to us and said, "Pierre, I like what you're doing, but..." How do I know that that other person, that person I'm going to buy from, that seller, how do I know that he's keeping his cigars in good condition? How do I know he's keeping them like me? And my answer is, how do you keep your cigars? You know, oh, in my humidor, and it's, I got Bovida packs, and I do this and that. I said, okay. Do you think you're the only one that puts their cigars in a humidor and puts in a Bovida pack? <laughs> no, right? So, so th that's like saying every Uber you get into Oh, the person doesn't treat their car the same way. They don't keep it as nice as mine, right? I make sure my air is in my tires and I got oil change and new brake job. No, you don't know any of those things when you hop into an Uber. You hope, you believe that, that they're going to do that because it's their car, right? Just like it's their cigars, right? And so what we've done is we've offered a guarantee. So if anybody purchases anything on Portal Trader, you are guaranteed to have a successful transaction. So if the cigars don't arrive in the condition that they are supposed to, then Porto Trader will always make it right. Whether that's refunding you your money or getting you the proper cigars, we stand behind every single trend. That's our promise. And when we did that, it really made a big difference to our audience. And, and, and last year was our biggest year. So I wanted to announce on your show, we haven't announced this anywhere. We haven't announced this on social media. Nobody knows this yet. Um, but in Q2 of this year, so you know, two and a half months from now, something like that, we are going to be increasing uh, the workforce at Puerto Trader. So we're going to be hiring uh, a lot. And so we are going to be hiring for, I'm going to hire for my job, honestly. Uh, I'm going to fire myself. And so what I've, what I've come to realize is, no, I mean, I say it jokingly, but I'm, I'm very serious. You know, one of the things we talked about early in the beginning is like, I'm just not on Puerto Trader as much as I should be. Right. And, and the trick with social media is being social. That's what social media is for. It's, it's not a, it's not a place to put commercials, yes, right? Sir. It's a, per, a place to be social. And I don't, I don't have the time. Unfortunately, I'm running my businesses. I, I'm married. I have two kids um, and, and I have a very busy workload. And the reality of that is I can't be on photo trader and socializing the way that I should be. And, and that's, that's a, that's negative. That's a bad thing for my users and, and, and I can do better. And so in order for me to do better, we're going to be hiring a full-time well-paid spokesperson whose job is to be on social as the face, interacting with people, answering questions, talking, collaborating with other pages, um, and really setting that next level with, with Photo Trader, because I believe very strongly that that's what we need. Um, and so I think based on what users have shown us in 2020, we can do much bigger in 2021. They've shown us they like our service. They've shown us they found amazing stuff. They're really passionate about it. And so now we, we deserve, um, excuse me, they deserve for us 
to, to give back into that, which is more connectivity to what we're up to, um, more conversations, m- more cigars uh, to be there and the stories behind those cigars. So that's going to be a big push for us in 2021. It's a, it's a lot more. We want to go big. Oh, that's amazing. Awesome. And- it's it's right on I mean right on time the I feel the cigar industry and community are changing uh, we've seen a lot during this pandemic we've seen a lot of new things happen with cigars whether it's a virtual hearth whether it's different clubs growing whether it's uh, different collaborations etc happening so I feel like this is the future of the cigar business and Some people are, you know, they're willing to change with times and some people are staying a little bit behind. And, uh, you know, we'll see that in the next two or three years that if you don't make that leap and you take that leap, uh, you know, you can unfortunately stay behind. And and we're so proud that, you know, Pluto Trader is doing this and people are going to get to to talk to somebody, see what's going on, see what the company's doing. And of course, see you from time to time. You know, it's, you know, we, we yeah, love, yeah. we love seeing you and, and I, especially, <laughs> Thank you. you you know, how like uh, during your birthday, you, you celebrate, you celebrate like a lot, right? So you celebrate like the whole month. Yeah. And that was a special month. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> I, I saw you probably pretty much every day celebrating, talking to other people. And, you know, that feels good because you're, people see you as a friend too. And they're like, Oh, I wonder where my friend is. And, and during that whole month, you know, we were celebrating, you know, like, let me have a cigar. It's Pierre's birthday. Yeah. Let me just grab a cigar from Puda Trader and smoke <laughs> it. Like there's always a reason to celebrate. So, um, you know, that's it's, right. It's, it's amazing. Um, I want to say goodbye first and then see your weekend. And then you'll, you know, Pierre is going to say goodbye to the audience, but, um, this episode for me is special because I feel accomplished. Uh, I We interview a lot of people this year, but I felt like I wasn't feeling accomplished for the whole year until I had Pierre Rogers on, on Cigars <laughs> Podcast. So far too kind. For, for me now, it's like, okay, now we can talk about what we did in 2020 and the first couple of weeks of 2021, which are now. But now I feel like we can close this um, this past season and start the new season, the new year with the with, you know, with something uh, that's means a lot to us. So I personally want to thank you. Um, I want to take the people of Puro Trader. I am happy to see how in the business you highlight everybody's role, whether it's, uh, you know, Jack or, or Natalie or everyone you know, they have their own bio, you can get in touch with them. They are felt through, through, you know, the website and to the presence of, of the business of the company. Um, number two, I want to thank everybody who's taking the time to listen to Cigars podcast and then become a part of the Pudo Trader family, because I feel like that's what we are here for. We are here to respect what you smoke, respect how hard you work for your cigars, because that's another thing we have to have in mind, the value yes. for your money and the quality yes. within that value for your money and those cigars that you're getting. So um, I just want to thank everybody. And if you haven't visited, just go to www.putatrader.com. Go in there, check those cigars out. Be patient because the cigar that you've been looking for, it might pop up at any time. So just keep that in mind. And if you want good wine delivered to your door, go to yahin.com. Just go there and do like I did. Order a bottle. 
it comes with your door. It's the perfect packaging. I never seen a bottle of wine so perfectly packaged. So, <laughs> you know, and you can have bottles of wine from like seven dollars and up. So you can have, you know, yep. you don't even have to drive to the supermarket. You can order a bottle that maybe your favorite bottle from the grocery store. Just order it there. And the shipping is one flat rate. So that's another thing that's, that's amazing. Right. And um, I just want to say thank you, Cigarrican. We'll hopefully see okay. each other Sunday. Yes. In yes. a while. And thank you for being <laughs> part of Cigars Podcast, man. I'm going to leave yeah, you man. with the mic. It's a pleasure. Uh, well, Pierre, I just wanted to, to, you know, say thank you. And we're really humble and grateful for having you here. I, I know that, like, I sent you a message before this, like, telling you that you, you talk a little bit about how you grew up. And, and I wrote to you, like, when you grew up, like, like in your situation, you kind of have two options. You either take the same road or just, you know, go the whole different way and build an empire like you have done. And uh, I feel really proud of what you've done. And, you know, we didn't mention all of your, basically not even half of what you do, but I know because I follow you. So... I just say that we're really proud of you and what you become. And thank you for your sponsorship with Puro Trader. Uh, we're really, you know, grateful for that. We had an awesome experience. And I don't know if you want to mention where people can find you, social media or business-wise or whatever. You know, you can uh, mention everything right now. Perfect. Uh, I want to just say thank you, uh, you guys, for, for having me on the show. I really, really appreciate it. It's been It's been wonderful getting to know you guys and, and supporting what you guys are trying to do, which is really build up the community, right? Empower the community to, to enjoy this thing um, that we're all so passionate about. And so, you know, I'd like to see you guys take it to a much bigger level uh, this year. Um, I'd, I'd like to see if I could wave a magic wand. I'd love to see you guys doing uh, bigger and bigger audiences and, and bigger sponsorships, not only with us, but with other cigar companies too, to give you the revenue you need to market, right? And to do more promotion so that you attract more listeners. Um, so I really hope that uh, you guys are, are able to do that. And I think that you will because your users love you, your listeners love you because you provide so much value and, and your passion uh, absolutely comes through. Um, so yeah, if, if you want to follow me, uh, Instagram, Puro Rogers is where you'll find me on Instagram, Puro Rogers. Um, and, and there I talk about kind of everything, uh, everything that I'm working on or building or, or, or striving for. Um, I try to be very authentic there. Uh, or if you want to just find more about like my ramblings and what I'm up to, you can always go to PierreRogers.com. Uh, you'll find everything you need there too. You also have a podcast, right? So what's the name of your podcast? Mention it. Yeah. So my podcast is called There Is No Try. There Is No Try. And we interview uh, very successful people in a lot of different facets, right? So we've had rappers, race car drivers, NFL stars, Navy SEALs, authors, artists, uh, fashion designers, and we've had them all on there. And, and with one specific goal, which is While people might be attracted to the glitz and the glamour, people connect with that struggle, right? When things are hard. And so 
any person that's really successful has had that dip, had that that really tough moments in their life. They've lost a loved one. They they their business was failing. They went bankrupt. These terrible things. And the difference between people that are really really successful and people that are not is in those moments when things are at their worst, they make one or two seemingly small decisions that set them on a path for greater success. And the goal of the podcast isn't to celebrate their being rich or famous or successful. That's not the goal. Their goal is to figure out what did they do when things were at their worst, when things were so hard and they were struggling, they're getting evicted. We've had stories about people getting evicted and divorced and bankrupt and all these things only to go on to be very successful. So what makes them tick? And hopefully we can pull out what I call truth-isms, right? These things that will help you and I, and this is, I'm being very selfish. My podcast is very selfish. I want to know what makes all these successful people so successful in their endeavors so I can have it in my life, so I can learn from these smart people. So that's my podcast. I, I'd love it if uh, people check that out too. That's awesome, man. All right. Well, we gotta say goodbye now, people. There you have it. The one and only Pierre Rogers from Puro <laughs> Trader. Thank you. And we say goodbye. Hasta la próxima.